0: magical muggles i'm river and i'm zach and welcome to a bonus episode of potter watch which we like to call episode five and three quarters yay so we know we couldn't fit all of our episode in last episode because we had too much to share with you guys so we are going to do it all in this episode and we are going to put the other half of the reading in this episode as well. So I hope you enjoy and let's get started. So Zach, what are we doing today?
1: Um, well, we're going to give you the daily profit, some golden nuggets and some crafts. So why
0: don't you tell everyone your craft first?
1: Um, well, my craft is um, this really cool thing that you can do with your friends and family. Uh, which is Harry Potter bingo. And so the way you make this is you make uh, a five by five grid and you can fill it with anything. So my one's got uh, stuff like Dobby, the Triwizard Cup. um, What else has it got? Has it got a Hedwig, a Quidditch, you know, anything, anything that you could possibly think of that's to do with Harry Potter and just put it in and it'll be really cool so
0: if you want to play it with your family you should make as many sheets as you want to play with your family and you need to draw these same symbols for each sheet but in different places so you could do it with your entire family and you could get a sheet of paper you could draw the grids and you could all draw your little characters But they have to be the same and then if you ask your parents who aren't playing to call out one of the characters or one of the things, and then you have to cross it off. And if you get five in a row, downwards, across, or diagonal, you have to shout, Bingo, or what we like to say, Harry Potter, and then you will win. Yep. So. right, so what's your craft? So my craft is to tell you guys how to make magic wands but only with one sheet of paper, a bit of tape and some paint or pens. So do, are you, if you guys are wondering, how do you do that? Let me tell you. So first I got my knitting needle and I used a seven millimeters one. I would recommend using either seven, 6.5 or maybe eight. They're all very good sizes. And then what I did, is I got my piece of paper and I turned it diagonal so a rectangle and one of the corners was facing me and the side was diagonal so then I got one of the corners and I wrapped it round the knitting needle and I rolled it up and the last tiny bit I taped around it and pulled out the knitting needle so then you will probably have a one shape and at the bottom I just put, made it a bit rounder and made it a bit more of a circle. And at the top, you should have a little tip. So then, you can ask your parents if you can get some paint and you can use a sponge, dip it in the paint and customise it. Or, if you're not allowed to use paint or you don't have any, you could decorate it before you roll it up with felt tip pens or you can use coloured card. So that's something very fun. And you can find both those crafts. On our website which the link is in our bio and you can choose from the river pack or the zack pack and they're packs to help you through lockdown and we have loads of different things in it like recipes different games to do coloring sheets word searches it's all fairly fun and one thing that we want you guys to do is to download your favorite pack and then message us on anchor what your favourite one was so that we can see which one you like better so we can make more of them. Yay! Now we will be reading the last part of chapter five. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy. Grip hook whistled, and a small cart came hurtling up the tracks towards them. They climbed in, haggard with some difficulty, and they were off. At first, they just hurtled through at maze of twisting passages. Harry tried to remember. Left, right, right, left, middle fork, left, right. But it was impossible. The rattling cart seemed to know its own way because Griphook wasn't steering. Harry's eyes stung as cold air rushed past them, but he kept them wide open. Once he thought he saw a burst of fire at the end of the passage and twisted around to see if it a dragon, but too late. They plunged even deeper passing an underground lake where the huge stalagmites and stalagmites grew, from the ceiling and floor. I never knew, Hagrid, called to Hagrid over the noise of a cart, what's the difference between a stalagmite and a stalagmite? Stalagmite's got an M in it, said Hagrid, and don't ask me any questions now, I think I'm just going to be sick. He did look very green. When the cart stopped at last beside a small green door in the passage, Hagrid got out and had to lean against the wall to stop his knees trembling. Grip Griphook unlocked the door. A lot of green smoke came billowing out and as it cleared, Harry gasped. Inside were mounds of gold coins, columns of silver, heaps of little bronze nuts. It's all yours, smiled Hagrid. All Harry's. It was incredible. The Darcys couldn't have known about this, or they'd have it from him faster than a blink. He often had them complaining how much Harry cost them. All that time there had been a small fortune belonging to him, buried deep under London. Harry helped Harry pile some of it into a bag. The gold ones are galleons, he explained. 17 silver sickles to a galleon, and 29 nuts to a sickle. It's easy enough. Right, that should be enough for a couple of terms. Well, keep the rest safe for you. He turned to Dr. Griphook. Vault 713 now, please, and can we go more slowly? One speed only, said Griphook. They were going even deeper now, and gathering speed, the air became colder and colder as they hurtled round tight corners. They went rattling over an underground ravine, and Harry leaned over the side to try and see what was down at the dark bottom. But Hagrid groaned and pulled him back by the scruff of his neck. Vault 713 had no keyhole. Stand back, said Griphook importantly. He stroked the door gently with one of his long fingers and it simply melted away. If anyone but Grinsgott's goblin tried that, they'd be sucked through the door and trapped in there, said Griphook. How often do you check to see if anyone's inside? Harry asked. About once every ten years, said Griphook. With a not of a nasty grin. Something really extraordinary had to be inside a top security vault, Harry was sure, and he leant forward eagerly, expecting to see fabulous jewels and at the very least, but at first, thought it was empty. Then he noticed a grubby little package wrapped it up in brown paper lying on the floor. Hagrid picked it up and tucked it deep inside his coat. Harry longed to know what it was, but knew better than to ask. Come on back in this infernal cart and don't speak to me on the way back. It's best if I keep my mouth shut, said Hagrid. One wild cart ride later, they stood blinking in the sunlight outside Gringotts. Harry didn't know where to run first now. That he had a bag full of money. He didn't have to know how many galleons they were to a pound to know that he was holding more money than he had ever Hold in more money than the, even the Dursley had. Might as well get your uniform," said Hagrid, nodding towards Madame Malkin's rose for all occasions. "Listen, Harry, would you mind if I slipped off for a pick-me-up in the Leaky Cauldron? I hate them Gringott hearts. He did look a bit sti- still, a bit sick. So Harry entered Madame Malkin's shop alone, feeling nervous. Madame Malkin was a squat, smiling witch dressed in all mauve. Hogwarts, dear, she said, when Hagrid started to speak. Got the lot here, another man being fitted up just now, in fact. In the back of the shop a boy with pa- a pale pointed face was standing on a footstool while a second witch pinned up his long black ropes. Madam Malcolm stood Harry on a stool next to him, slipped a wrong rope over his head, and began to pin it to the right length. Hello, said the boy, Hogwarts too? Yes, said Harry. My father's next door buying my books. And mother's up the street looking at wands," said the boy. He had a bored, drawing voice. "'Then I'm going to drag them off to look at racing brooms. I don't see why first years can't have their own groups. I think I'll bully father into getting me one, and I'll smuggle it in somehow.'" Harry was strongly reminded of Dudley. "'Have you got your own broom?' the boy went on. "'No,' said Harry. "'Play Quidditch at all?' "'No,' said Harry again. "'Wondering what an earth Quidditch could be?' "'I do.' Father says it's a crime if I'm not picked to play for my house. And I must say, I agree. You know what house you'll be in yet? No, said Harry, feeling more stupid by the minute. Well, no one really knows what they are until they get there. Do you, they? But I know, I'll be in Slytherin. What our family have been? Imagine being a Hufflepuff. I think I'd leave. Wouldn't you? um mm, said Harry, wishing he could say something a bit more interesting. I say... Look at that man, said the boy, suddenly nodding towards the front window. Hagrid was standing there, grinning at Harry, and pointing at two large ice creams to show that he couldn't come in. That's Hagrid, said Harry, pleased to know something the boy didn't. He works at Hogwarts. Oh, I've heard of him. He's a sort of servant, isn't he? He's a gamekeeper, said Harry. He was liking the boy less and less every second. Yes, exactly. I heard he's sort of savage. Lives in the hut in the school grounds, and every now and then he gets drunk, tries to do magic, and ends up setting fire to his bed. I think he's brilliant," said Harry Coldly. "Do you?" said the boy with a slight sneer. "Why is he with you? Where are your parents?" "They're dead," said Harry shortly. He didn't feel like much like going into this matter with the boy. "Oh, sorry," said the other, not sounding sorry at all. But they were our kind, weren't they? They were witch and wizard, if that's what you mean. I really don't think they should let the other sort in, do you? They're just not the same. They've never been brought up to know our ways. Some of them have never even heard of Hogwarts until they get the letter. Imagine if I think they should keep it in the old wizarding families. What's your surname, anyway? But before Harry could answer, Madame Malcolm said, That's you done, my dear. And Harry... Not sorry for an excuse to stop talking. To the boy, hopped down for the footstool. Well, I'll see you at Hogwarts, I suppose, said the drooling boy. Harry was rather quiet as he ate the ice cream Hagrid had bought him. Chocolate and raspberry with chopped nuts. What's up? said Hagrid. Nothing. Harry lied. They stopped to buy parchment and quills. Harry cheered up a bit when he found a bottle of ink that changed colour as you wrote. When they had left the shop, he said, Hagrid. What's Quidditch? Blimey, Harry, I keep forgetting how little you know. Not knowing about Quidditch. Don't make me feel worse, said Harry. He told Hagrid about the pale boy in the Madam Malkins. And he said people from Muggle families shouldn't even be allowed in. You're not from a Muggle family. If he'd known who you were, he'd grown up knowing your name, if his parents are wizards and folks. You saw him in the Leaky Cauldron. Anyway... What does he know about it? Some of the best I ever saw were the only ones who match in a long time. In a long line of muggles. Look at your mum! Look what she had for a sister. So what's Quidditch? It's our sport. Wizard sport. It's like football in the muggle world. Everybody follows Quidditch. Played up in their air on broomsticks. And there's four balls. Sorta of hard to explain the rules. And what are Slytherin and Hufflepuff? Schoolhouses. There's four. Everyone says Hufflepuffs are a lot of duffers, but I bet I'm in Hufflepuff, said Harry gloomily. Better Hufflepuff than Slytherin, said Hagrid darkly. There's not a single witch or wizard who went bad who wasn't in Slytherin. You know who was one. Vol, sorry, you know who was at Hogwarts years and years ago, said Hagrid. They bought Harry's school books in a shop called Flourish and Butts, where the shelves were stacked to the ceiling with books as large as paving stones bound in leather, books the size of postage stamps in covers of silk, books full of peculiar symbols and a few books with nothing in them at all. Even Dudley who never read anything could have been wild to get his hands on some of these. Hagrid almost had to drag Harry away from curses and counter curses, bewitch your friends and befuddle your enemies with the latest revenges. Hair loss, jelly legs, tongue tying and much much more. I was trying to find out how to curse Dudley. I'm not saying that's not a good idea, but you're not supposed to m- use magic in the Muggle world, except in very special circumstances," said Hagrid. And anyway, you couldn't work out any of those curses yet. You'll need a lot more study before you get to that level. Hagrid wouldn't let Hag- Harry bite a solid old scaldron either. It says pewter on your list. But they've got a nice set of scala- scales for weighing potion ingredients and a collapsible brass telescope. Then they visited the apothecary, which was fascinating enough to make up for its horrible smell. It mixture of bad eggs and rotted cabbages. Barrels of slimy stuff stood on the floor. Jars of herbs, dried roots and bright powders lined the walls. Bundles of feathers, strings of fangs and f- snarled co- claws hung from the ceiling while Hagrid asked the man behind the counter for a supply of some basic potion ingredients for Harry. Harry himself examined silver unicorn horns at 21 galleons each, and minuscule, skilitery, black beetle eyes, five nuts a scoop. Outside the apothecary, Hagrid checked Harry's list again. Just your one left? Oh yeah, and I haven't got you a birthday present. Harry felt himself go red. You don't have to. I know I don't have to. Tell you what, I'll get you an animal, not a toe. Toes went out fashion years ago. I'll, you'll get, be laughed at. And I don't like cats, they make me sneeze. I'll get you an owl. All the kids want owls. They're dead useful. Carry your post and everything. Twenty minutes later, they left Elop's owl emporium, which had been dark and full of rustling and flickering jewel by eyes. Harry now carried a large case, which held a beautiful snowy owl fast asleep with her head under her wing. He couldn't stop stammering his thanks, sounding just like Professor Quirrell. Don't mention it, said Hagrid gruffly. Don't expect you- you've had a lot of presents from the Dursleys. Just Ollivanders left now. Only place for once. Ollivanders, and you gotta get the best wand, a magic wand. This was what Harry had really been looking forward to. The last drop was narrow and shabby, Peeling gold letters over the door read Ollivanders, makers of fine wands since 382 BC. A single wand lay on a faded purple cushion in the dusty window, a tinkling bell somewhere in the depths of the shop as they stepped inside. It was a tiny place except empty for except a single spindly chair which Hagrid sat on to wait. Harry felt strangely as though he had entered a very strict library. He swallowed a lot of new questions, which had just occurred to him, and looked instead at the thousands of narrow boxes piled neatly right up to the ceiling. For some reason, the back of his neck prickled. The very dust and silence in here seemed to tingle with some secret magic. "'Good afternoon,' said a soft voice. Harry jumped. Hagrid must have jumped too, because there was a loud crunching noise, and he got quickly off the spindly chair. The old man was standing before them, his wide, pale eyes, shining moon like little moons through the gloom of the shop hello said harry awkwardly ah yes said the man yes yes i thought i'd be seeing you soon harry potter it wasn't a question you have your mother's eye seems only yesterday she was in here herself buying her first wand ten and a quarter inches long swishy made of willow nice wand for charm work Mr Ollivander moved closer to Harry. Harry wished he would blink. Those silvery eyes were a bit creepy. Your father, on the other hand, favoured a mahogany wand. Eleven inches. Pliable. A little more power and excellent for the transfiguration. Well, I say your fa- father favoured it. It's really the one that chooses the wizard, of course. Mr Ollivander comes come so close that he and Harry were almost nose to nose. Harry could see himself in those misty eyes. And that's... Where Mr. Ollivander touched the lightning scar on Harry's forehead with a long white finger. I'm sorry to say I sold the one that did that, he said softly. Thirteen and a half inches. You powerful wand, very powerful, and in the wrong hands. Well, if I'd known what the one was going to do and um, was going out into the world to do. He shook his head, and then, to Harry's relief, spotted Hagrid. Rubius, rubius, Hagrid. How nice to see you again, Oak. Sixteen inches, rather bendy, wasn't it? It was, sir. Uh, yes, said Hagrid. Good one, that one. But I suppose they snapped in half when you got expelled, said Mister. Ollivander, suddenly stern. Er, uh, yes, yes, they did. Yet yeah, said Hagrid, shuffling his feet. I've still got the pieces, though, he added brightly. But you don't use them, said Mister. Ollivander sharply. Oh. No, sir, said Hagrid quickly, and Harry noticed he gripped his pink umbrella very tightly as he smoked. "Hm," said Ollivander, giving Hagrid a piercing look. Well now, Mr Potter, let me see. He pulled a long tape measure with silver markings out of his pocket. Which is your wand arm? Er, uh, well, I'm right-handed, said Harry. Hold out your arm, that's it. He measured Harry from shoulder to finger, then wrist to elbow, shoulder to floor, knee to armpit, and round his head. As he measured he said, every Ollivander wand has a core of powerful magical substance, Mr. Potter. We use unicorn hairs, phoenix trail feathers and the heartstrings of dragons. No two Olivander wands are just the same. No, Just as no two unicorns, dragons or phoenixes are quite the same. And of course you'll never get such good results with another wizard's wand. Harry suddenly realised that the tape measure, which was measuring between his nostrils, was doing this on its own. Mr Ollivander was fitting around the shelves, taking down boxes. That would do, he said, and the tape measure crumbled into a heap on the floor. Right then, Mr Potter, try this one. Beechwood and dragon heartstring, nine inches, nice and flexible. Just give it, try it, take it and give it a wave. Harry took the wand and, feeling foolish, waved it around a bit. But Mr Ollivander snatched it out of his hand almost at once. Maple and Phoenix feather, seven inches, quite rippy. Try Harry tried, but he had hardly raised the wand when it was too snatched by Miss, back by Mr Ollivander. No, no, here. Aberdeen unicorn hair, eight and a half inches, springy. Go on, go on, try it out. Harry tried and tried. He had no idea what Mr Ollivander was waiting for. The pile of tried wands was mounting higher and higher on the spindly chairs, but the more wands Mr Ollivander pulled from the shelves, the happier he seemed to become. Tricky customer, eh? Not to worry, we'll find the perfect match here, I wonder, now, yes, why not? Unusual combination, holly and phoenix feather, eleven inches, nice and supple. Harry took the wand, he suddenly felt a warmth in his fingers. He raised the wand above his head, brought it swishing down through the dusty air, and a stream of red and white gold sparks shot from the end like firework, throwing dancing swaths of light onto the halls. Harry had whooped and clapped, and Mr Ollivander cried, Oh, bravo! Yes, indeed! Oh, very good! Well, well, well! How curious! How very curious! But he put Harry's wand back into its box and wrapped it in brown paper, still muttering, Curious! Curious! Sorry, said Harry, but what's curious? Mr Ollivander fixed Harry with a pale stare. I remember every wand I've ever sold, Mr Potter. Every single wand. It so happens that a phoenix whose tail feather is in your wand gave him one other feather. Just one. It is very curious indeed that you should be destined for this wand when its brother, why, its brother gave you that scar. Harry swallowed. Yes, thirteen and a half inches, you... Curious, indeed, how these things happen. The wand chooses the wizard, remember? And I think we must expect great things from you, Mr Potter. After all, he who must not be named did great things. Terrible, yes, but great. Harry shivered. He wasn't sure he liked Mr Ollivander too much. He paid seven gold galleons for his wand, and Mr Ollivander bowed them from his shop. The late afternoon sun hung low in the sky as Harry and Hagrid made their way back down Diagon Alley, back through the wall, back through the leaky cauldron, now empty. Harry didn't speak at all as they walked down the road. He didn't even notice how much they were gawping at him. On the underground, laden as they were with all their funny-shaped packages, with a sleeping snowy owl on Hagrid's lap. Up another escalator, out into Paddington Station, Harry only realised where they were when Hagrid tapped him on the shoulder. Got time for a bite to eat before your train leaves," he said. He bought Harry a hamburger and they sat down on plastic seats to eat them. Harry kept looking around. Everything looked so strange somehow. You're all right, Harry, you're very quiet. Harry wasn't sure he could explain. He just had the best birthday of his life and yet he chewed his hamburger, trying to find the words. Everyone thinks I'm special, he said at last, all those people in the Leaky Cauldron ''Professor Quirrell, Mr Ollivander, I don't know anything about Magic Who. How can they expect great things? I'm famous. I can't remember what I'm famous for. I don't even know what happened when, Vol sorry, I mean the night my parents died.'' Hagrid leant across the table, behind the wild beard and eyebrows. He wore a very kind smile. ''Don't you worry, Harry. You learn fast enough.'' ''Everyone starts beginning at Hogwarts. You'll be just fine.'' Just be yourself. I know it's hard. You've been singled out, and that's always hard. But you'll have a great time at Hogwarts. I do. Still do. Matter of fact. Hagrid helped Harry onto the train that would take him back to the Dursleys. then handed him an envelope. Your ticket for Hogwarts, he said. First of September. King's Cross. It's all on your ticket. Any problems with the Dursleys? Send me a letter with your owl. She'll know where to find me. See you soon, Harry. The train pulled out of the station. Harry wanted to watch Hagrid until he was out of sight. He rose in his seat and pressed his nose against the window. But he blinked, and Hagrid had gone. So that's all we'll be reading today. I hope you all enjoyed that. Next week we'll be reading um, chapter 6. And in chapter 6 we go to Hogwarts. So yeah, so now we are going to be doing uh telling you guys some other tips for lockdown we won't be doing golden nuggets this week however we may do a bonus episode with some things that we may have missed this episode so what are we doing next
1: um well we could do some daily profit okay so my new story is that m&s have released a easter egg that is basically a cute, really cute, white chocolate headwig. And it's just and it comes with this little um chocolate envelope with a red stamp stamp on it. Uh and it's really cool. Uh yeah, that's basically all I have to say about that. I highly recommend you go check this out and
0: uh maybe even buy it if you want to. My daily profit this week. Is about the game that's coming out soon about Harry Potter called Hogwarts Legacy. And they are now going to introduce transgender characters, which means that every player are allowed to choose what their character's voice sounds like, their robes, and what gender and what dawn they get to sleep in. So if you create a boy but they identify as a girl, they can sleep in the girl's dormitories so that is very good and it's a huge step for the lgbtq community so yay what are we do now well maybe it's time for some golden nuggets and i'll hand that over to you river so we are now going to talk about our golden nuggets so my golden nugget this week is that in the books we never actually find out if diagon alley is only visible to wizards or if it's a different for muggles. Because you'd find it really weird in London to just see some people dressed really weirdly go into a pub or somewhere where you can't see and then disappear. Just saying, it's kind of weird. So is it a bit like St Mungo's, which is an abandoned shop, which nobody really pays attention to? Because if you looked around London or you're in a city, would you ever pay attention to an abandoned shop? I don't think so. Yeah, no. And I'm wondering, is it invisible to muggles? And when you, If you're a wizard, you're also invisible to muggles when you go in there? Or can muggles go inside it and think it's just a weird pub that people dress up weirdly and with a weird menu? And because Diagon Alley sells brick wall to cover it up, is that why it's there? So what do you think? Yeah, I think that's that's quite,
1: actually, yeah, that's quite reasonable, actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, you guys tell us what you think, and we we'll, might use it in our next episode. So, yay. Now, next, we are going to be talking about our social media. So, Zach, why don't you start off with some of our social media accounts?
1: Okay, well, we have a TikTok. And we also have a,
0: um, Insta. Instagram. So our TikTok is called Potter Watch Podcast, and our Instagram, you might want to note this down, and it's also in our description, is Potter Watch underscore Podcast underscore. So go ahead and follow those, and we will also put updates on when the new episode is out and some quizzes and stuff and links to our website and also we might ask you to do a vote on there if you don't want to send a voice message however we'd be very happy if someone sent a voice message just to say hi or to tell us some thoughts so yeah we also want to tell you guys about our new website on wordpress so the link will be down below in the description and if you could follow it and it will have a countdown to a new episode, some things about us and some of the episodes and where to listen to it and links to all our streaming places and our social media. And we also have a blog on there which has our River Pack and our Zack Pack and some other stuff about the podcast. So I hope you will listen and um, go on to check that out. So see you later. Bye. Bye. Yay. Till next time, keep on reading and listening. And don't forget to say, Mischief Managed.